Welcome back to Trending in Education. Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer, and myself, Dan Strafford here. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about mascots and the part they play in education, the part they play uh, in our sports teams. And uh, Mike, I hope you're doing well. A new mascot has hit the world. His name is Gritty. I don't know yes. If him yet. Have you have you taken in the grittiness of Gritty from Philadelphia? Uh, yes, a little bit. I didn't know we were going right into Gritty. I thought you were, I thought we were going to have a little bit of slow build. Well, uh, slow build, know. I'm happy to, but Gritty, I feel like, needs us to dive right in. Like yeah. that, it's something. Yeah, Gritty is, um, it's an interesting phenomenon. What, what was impressive is like for, an, I don't know how often new mascots come online, like new major team mascots. It's kind of rare. So like, that's a big deal. But then talk about trending. Like he's already got a Wikipedia entry. And like, he's like, he's like a week or two in and like, he was on the, he was on John Oliver this week. Like he's getting press everywhere. Whoever his publicist is, is, is excellent. And, um, and he's pretty creepy. So like, uh, we've talked about, I remember Brandon did a lovely job, uh, on a recent show, uh, just painting a picture for our listeners of, uh, of what the experience, uh, in the room was like, you know, yes. I think we were sitting in comfortable orange chairs. Uh, so uh, now we're in a comfortable uh, audio booth, and uh, and Brandon, how how are you? How how, do, how are you prepared for today's show? Is everything? Uh, I'm is- crazy googly eyes. Uh, that, I, I'm gritty. Uh, I'm I'm nitty gritty. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for checking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So gritty. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about mascots more generally, but we, we dove right in. Yeah. So um, the, uh, a couple things. One, uh, the Wikipedia entry for Gritty uh-huh. has her gendered as her. Really? Yes. So in all of the other articles I've read, uh, Gritty defaults to his. Interesting. But it's not like one time it's, uh, you know, it's entered as her. It is throughout. Uh, the Wikipedia entry for her. Interesting. Uh, Gritty is a takes a, a feminine pronoun. Okay. So, um, which is which? Is, who knows what Gritty is? It, Gritty's got a lot of hair, right? Can we can we paint a picture, uh, a whether, mental mental image of sorts? Yes. So whether whether it is a he or a she, it is a hairy one. Big and hairy. Big and hairy, and and with googly eyes. That's that's yes. my my yes. my cold entrance into this. I came in hot. Was. Uh, crazy googly eyes. Yes. I'm not sure if they're like googly in that they roll around. Right. But they're big. They're, they're big like, and they're like bugging out. They're bugging out. Yeah. Like I I think Gritty may have a habit. Yes. Um, yes. I've, I've, heard, I've heard some hotter takes. Yeah. I'm going like, to keep it lukewarm on this. Yeah, but just yeah. imagine if I were giving a hot take For about, sure. about Gritty's appearance. Little dot, dot, dot. Right. So orange. Also, we talked about the comfortable orange chairs. Gritty yes. is an uncomfortable orange creature. He's, uh, he's flyer colored. So the hockey team Correct. is. is and, then, and then interestingly with the Philly angle, like Phillies aren't really a thing. So they have the Fanatic as their mascot. Truth. Flyers aren't really at their pH. Eagles aren't things. Well, Eagles, Eagles, oh, Eagles I think things. technically might okay, be things. Fine. But uh, but like you have to invent something. True. And it's very fantastical. And this fantastical beast, it's kind of like a fantastical beast. Yes. Is like, is it a Yeti? I, it's from that family. I, I think yeah. that's, yeah. Or maybe it's a abominable. Um, I, I'm not sure. It, it, is it a Yeti? I've I've heard that. Got I've, it. And then I know there was like small feet. There's like a Yeti movie out. There's always there, like Yetis a Yeti. Are, yeah, yeah, Yetis, Yetis are trending. I was exactly that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's seven feet tall. 
Okay. Uh, and on skates, right? Right. Like that's, um, I assume, at, at times, uh, gritty, I'm, I, I mean. Sure. Um, it's wild. It's a it, wild creature. It is a, it is a wild creature. Uh, and uh, and he's also gotten it, she, she it, whatever uh, gender uh, Gritty identifies with, we're, we're comfortable with. We're just not sure. Cause right. we haven't, unfortunately, we, Gritty was tied up today, so we weren't able to get Gritty on the show. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, uh, it's, a uh, was getting into it with, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, uh, mascot as well. It was like, like saying like, like sleep with one eye open or something. It, it was sort of like a, but not a particularly veiled threat. So like gritty is an aggressive mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers and, uh, was trending so hot that he, he, she, it impinged on trending in education where we want to know what's up gritty is part of what's up and then there are some ties to learning and education so uh, there are and we, we yeah. were i think i felt as though it was a, a combination of animal from the muppets uh sure. and uh chewbacca like so that that's where yeah. i saw um there was a, a, a an origin story that i'll see if i can find about uh born from a a, a fighter from the philadelphia flyers and someone else and had a whole backstory mm. on gritty but i yeah. i we, we started there because there are sort of obviously grit, which we haven't talked about much here on the podcast with Angela Duckworth and, and that path. But also you made the point at the, the open here, Mike, about, and I did some research, didn't find anything conclusive of when teams decide to create a mascot. Like mm -hmm. how often does it happen? Do they change? Um, and you have things like the Philadelphia Flyers, the Phillies, um, you have uh, the Stanford Cardinal, who is the tree, right? Who don't really represent the actual team mascot. Um, it's interesting here of how we make these decisions and what decisions are brought in to create these mascots and how they might be used here for marketing, advertising for the fandom, but also in learning. And we see it across learning sites and there are mascots for those sites. Uh, I know you've done some research, uh, interesting connection points here um, to other studies as well. What, what was your initial thought here of combining, obviously, the, uh, the news of Gritty and how it might tie to, to learning. Well, well, first off, what were, how would you describe what's going on with Gritty? Is, is Gritty um, maybe a little bit, uh, I don't know, zeitgeisty? <laughs> I was expecting that somewhere. Yeah. You still sneaked it in and I just, surprised me. I figured I'd just hit it at the Super top. Super zeitgeisty. Super zeitgeisty. It's breaking the internet. It's right. breaking the internet. Right, exactly. So, so it's zeitgeisty. So like that, we're looking at trends. We want to understand what's up. We also like to know... Uh, where the puck is going, right? That's pretty good. Okay, so yeah. Gritty might have a sense of where the puck is going. And then if you're thinking about learning and education, you're thinking about Philadelphia, you're thinking about Gritty, you're thinking about Angela Duckworth, right? I mean, like, she's, UPenn is like a stone's throw if you're a seven-foot Yeti, like, and you have a really good arm. <laughs> you could throw a stone to where the, where the Flyers play, and you might hit Gritty, but you probably wouldn't want to. Because Gritty's, Gritty's bugging out and wacky. Yeah. But, uh, but I think growth mindset is interesting. And I was wondering if there's any cross-promotion happening between Gritty and uh, the, uh, the, the psychology department at University of Penn and, and uh, Angela Duckworth. So we'll continue to track that story. Yeah, it's like, angle. you know, when um, like a, a book becomes – a major motion picture yes and they re-release it with like a new dust jacket yes. that has like the the actors yes. from like shots from the movie for sure i think that angela duckworth should re-release her book yes 
with gritty all over the front cover. For sure. And, maybe and like, the back cover. Maybe like the foreword or something. The foreword, the five word, all the words. All, all the words. All, all crazy gritty. Yeah. Googly eyes confirmed, by the way. His nice. eyes, his, 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 her eyes don't just stay static. They move. They move. They're all over the place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's interesting. Uh, and then, uh, and we should talk about grit too, because I do think grit was an intentional choice around hockey. Yes. So like if you're talking about, and you're talking about, you know, Philadelphia fandom has a, has a lot of notoriety about being some of the, the roughest fans. They're the ones who threw ice balls and they were ice balls, not snowballs. They threw ice balls at Santa Claus during, during the, whatever the pregame was back in the day. There's a lot of lore. They have a jail in, in their football they stadium. Did, they did. stadium yeah. Yes, yep. there's, there's a lot of lore, but this is sort of adding to the lore of that, that, that sort of fan group. But like grit is, is something, whether it should be manifested in this odd mascot, grit is something that's important to hockey. It's important to learning. We did talk about it as well uh, last week as it relates to persistence too, right? Where like, uh, how do you train uh, students and learners who are getting frustrated to stick with it? And that's sort of this notion of, of grit. So like, I think uh, why I like uh, gritty as a way to tie to grit is that a lot of the stuff I've been reading is talking about how salient imagery helps with memory. And I feel like gritty, if you could associate gritty with grit and remember grit better using the, the, the demonic mnemonic Woo! Yeah, of uh, gritty. Spitting uh, fire there, Mike Palmer. I think that's some, there's a little magic to that. There's right? a little magic there. Yeah. I think that if we can, if we go, we can talk more about grit, but I, I wonder if we can stay with mascots Please. for just a second. Yeah. Um, you know, there are mascots that are for uh, sports teams. I think that when you think of iconic mascots, those are ones that people often think of first. But yep. there are a lot of mascots that are used to teach kids, especially kids, yep. stuff that I think as adults we can still think of, you know, sort of fire safety protection. Yeah. You know. Um, Smokey, Smokey the Bear. Right. Like Smokey the Bear is, is a mascot. Right. Right. And it's a, it may be cartoonish, but there's also, I'm sure – anthropomorphic smoky the like there's smokies in some smoky the bear suits for sure uh, somewhere yeah and um that's it's uh i th i think and i think there's there's probably some some literature on this too but um it helps access ch children who are exposed to a lot of like sort of creatures and cartoonish stuff etc um, it helps grab their attention to teach them important things mm -hmm. like i think if it were if, imagine if smoky the bear were just a guy named Smokey. Yeah. Like uh, not, not, not a bear. Right. And he were saying, you know, make sure to practice campsite safety. Right. I, I wonder if that'd be less sticky. Yeah, and it would be weirder if he was shirtless. Right. <laughs> so like, cause like, Smokey the bear, Smok doesn't Smokey have a vest? I'm, I, I'm I, sure. I, I think I, he's walking around with no shirt. No, no. no. It's like I, I pictured the Marlboro Man though when Brandon started there yeah. as being Smokey. So, right. oh wow, yeah, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother angle. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's and it, um, it reminds me a little bit of Howard Gardner. See, like I'm bringing in more, uh, more Keeping of the it learning, more learning, of the learning centric. But like he talked about multiple intelligences, and one of the more recent ones is naturalistic intelligence, which is the ability to type animals and things in the wild, and like we're. I think children in particular are naturally predisposed to want to understand different types of animals and uh, sort of fence their imagination is, is, is out there. 
And when you can ex capture that imagination and sort of connect it to these, whether it's a cartoon or a story, or uh, now we're doing more, uh, you know, anthropomorphic uh, mascots, um, it is tapping into some real primal elements of, of, of human, of the human mind, uh, where, uh, where I think that's, that's kind of the next level thinking about mascots uh, as they relate to learning and then also as they relate to advertising and engagement and, um, and even sports teams too. Like when you're rallying and getting organized together as a group to achieve some, some victory, there's almost like, like a, a, a tribal, like warlike component to, to the mascot, which like gritty might be a little too on the nose <laughs> yeah, yeah. with that. But, um, but yeah, it, it, that's part of, like, for me, part of why I was so fascinated by it and why I thought we could justify doing a show on it. Also, like, we went pretty deep on the learning science last week, so I wanted to kind of get yeah, a little more, a little, little, little pop culture yeah. while, while you're at it. But, like, there is a little bit of um, uh, fancifulness or uh, ways of sort of tapping into the, maybe the more uh, creative aspects of our thinking and I, and I think children frequently have that. And then the mascots who also wind up becoming, uh, you know, the avatars of, of children's serials and, and other things. So, right. I, I, you know, we've talked a few times about the connection between, you know, good advertising or good like uh, entertainment content and like those hooks and how those hooks can kind of bridge into good education and good learning contexts. Um, I think that's, uh, I think that's interesting stuff to talk about. And then getting back to your point also, like um, it is interesting that some teams have mascots and other teams don't. Mm. And then how long can a team, like the Yankees don't have a mascot. True. And like, I don't think the Red Sox do. Either. They do. It's Wally. Yeah. Wally. Yeah. It's a green, it's a green. And he monster. has a, a sister uh, or a sister or a girlfriend as well now. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, rather than like Saki. Correct. Right, right, right. I think that if you've got a wall in your ballpark called the Green Monster, yes, like the marketing team meeting for what you come up with as your mascot is very short. Correct. Like, okay, and we're one minute in, and let's break. Right, uh, right. Meeting adjourned. Right. It's going to be a Green Monster. Yeah. I mean, it leads me to the question, um, and we haven't prepped this, but does trending in education need a mascot? I, th I think, I mean, we have ascots, but I feel like having mascots would be even, would, would be even better. I think in fact, we can, we can open this up to listeners. Yes. If you like, just close your, close your eyes right now, yes. unless you're like walking or, or, right, driving, or driving, especially if you're driving um, and, or if you're sleeping um, and just imagine what the mascot for this show would be. Yes. And then tweet at us. Please. And if you're a designer, design it for us, draw it, send it. We want right. to see it. Yeah, right. we're 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 open. We're in the we're in the market for a mascot. We're in the market. Also, if you're an, if you're an out of work mascot <laughs> yeah. who's looking for a home, right? So we we had talked about um to and Toys R Us, uh, Jeffrey, yes. Jeffrey. Yes. There's there's definitely some like lonely Jeffreys out there, like walking like like with their long neck bent reel down, like, <laughs> like head hung low. And, and for our listeners, uh, Brandon was just. Uh, Oddly extending his neck <laughs> in, in a very no, I'm I'm trying to paint an unrealistic yeah. picture. I'm saying your neck just went, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to identify with that. That's a sad and lonely draft. I have two. I have two quick Please, mascots. As many, Dan, you can you can cut this. No, post, it's all gold. I've got two quick uh, mascot stories. One, uh, my daughter goes to Calhoun, um, uh -huh. and the Calhoun mascot is the cougar. Okay. 
So um, the cougar has, there's a cougar in the cougar suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has a, like an open mouth, <laughs> like as if it's going, ah, yeah. right? Like a cougar. Yeah. And so I have, we went to the cougar, car- the Calhoun Carnival this last year. And um, there, I have pictures of, of my daughter being held by the cougar. Uh-huh. And it looks like the cougar is just going to eat <laughs> my daughter. So that's one. And then t- this, is, this is part B of one. There's one more. Then um, the cougar then like got, it was, it's like a long day to be on your feet. Yeah. Pause. Sure. Um, and so he, she, uh, inside the cougar suit, I assume it wasn't a real live cougar. So I think it was probably a human, was like just chilling, like resting on a, uh, uh, like a mailbox. Right. For like, I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes taking a load off. But it was, it was. It, it was hard. like you had to, I, you had to like, I had to anyway, like consciously when I would catch this cougar just chilling on this mailbox, like out of the corner of my eye, I'd like consciously go through the thought process of, okay, this is the mascot. Right. The mascot is taking a load off. Right. Um, so, uh, so that was. My- well, and that, that one's really interesting too, because there was a clip I just saw recently because mascots are zeitgeisty. Zeitgeisty. Of the, I think it was a BYU. It might've been the cougar doing like a tumbling run mm. and uh I, his i think it was maybe it was another team dan do you, do you remember this recently i haven't seen it no okay but he did a tumbling run and his his uh his mask came off sure. and sure. then he had to hide his face because nobody's supposed to know who their mascot is because wow. the, it is this sort of like mythic component yeah, right it's breaking the fourth wall like if you, if you take off you reveal the mask like all of a sudden you're in on the it, you're in on the ski secret because you always hear those exposés around disney too where like if you're you're walking around you know like if you're goofy, oh totally yeah and you're getting sick like you're not allowed to take your your mask That's off right you, you just, get you gotta you gotta get you know run for cover uh, and then you can sort of be care human of your again. business. Yeah. yeah. BYU is correct, Mike. So it happened uh, a couple of weeks back. Quick Google yeah. search here confirms that. Brendan, I think you had a, a number two, right? My number two. So there was yeah. a woman who worked for me um, years ago who had a friend who was in the marketing department for the Washington Wizards. Yes. And like that sounds like a pretty sweet gig. Uh, formerly the Bullets. Right. So this is post Bullets. This yeah. is during the Wizards time. Yeah. And I think that. Uh, and not to throw shade at this, but I think if you're like a, a, an entry level person in like the PR department for an NBA team, yep. your job's not great. Right. So one of the things that she had to do was drive the wizard to his gigs. Okay. So she, I think that they had like a fun relationship, she and the wizard. And, right. and, and so the wizard would be in full wizard gear. And to be clear, this isn't a guy just with a hat. He's actually got like a, a fake head. Fake head. Yeah, yeah. That's important. And so he would wear the fake head in the car as <laughs> course, he was, she was, she was driving around. So she used to talk about all the looks that she would get as like she's, you know, pulling up to someone at a stop sign and they turn <laughs> over and there's a wizard in her seat. It's, uh, I, uh, I told Mike this. Uh, my, uh, a friend of mine was a former Mr. Met and has many a story about nice. it's an uh, extra we need to get uh, this guy on the show yeah he's great yeah, i believe he has a book coming out about his time uh, as mr met um but he has stories of people interacting with him as if he's not human like right. like full-on <laughs> conversations with mr met and right. like having uh, therapy sessions about the mets and about their lives with him where he just has to stand there and nod his head he can't yeah. talk he right um, he doesn't talk like right. so it's just that like constant nodding of his head and then i uh, was doing <laughs> doing sports in college um i uh traveled with the the Rutgers teams and the the scarlet knight would go places and um he talked so much that the head coach of the football team told him to put his head on because when his head was on he wasn't allowed to talk <laughs> like, and so it was that weird like disconnect of yeah put your head on man like just just stop talking to everybody but it, it's an amazing connection uh with 
Mike, you were talking about just personally, we get with these mascots. Uh, mm -hmm. Talked about cereal, Tony the Tiger. Uh, plenty of people grew up with. They're great. Um, uh, the the cuckoo, forest fires. Cuckoo, I I don't know about you guys, but I want cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Absolutely. On occasion. The uh, smack that smacks rabbit. Uh, McGruff the crime uh, dog. Right. And uh, uh, some of them had uh, googly eyes from too much sugar too, True. which is a whole nother point. But Dan, yeah. Dan, please continue. Well, it, it's just the interesting connection here of things you, you were talking before about things we remember, right? Because they say it or because the yes. advertising works really well. Um, Brandon brought up the idea of the, the learning mascots, obviously at your daughter's school, but also there are plenty of websites that have mascots. Uh, is there, have you seen it go too far? Like where re the reach on trying to have a mascot or maybe Brandon, it's that you thought your daughter was going to be eaten by said mascot. <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's a step too far here where maybe gritty is that step too far. We've gotten beyond uh, through well, the looking glass. I mean, the other, the other example that, that probably was not as terrible as we're making him out to be, but it was still kind of bad was Clippy, right? So like when you remember Clippy, the, the, the office assistant, like, yep. and it's like when it's sort of jokey in the wrong context, yes. you're kind of like, I'm trying to be serious here. And you're giving me, a little jokey clip and then if the joke is not funny enough and or the help is not good enough you're kind of like you spend extra time to like animate your little it's like it's like when an error message is really cute you're like <laughs> right. oh that's so cute and like it's funny the first time but then if you see it you know if they were like an error mascot right you know what i mean like you'd well, be, they're kind of i like i like the google um like, aw, the aw, snap. Aw, snap yeah, yeah. but then it's got like that like the like the sad wink face yeah. um uh moji right. on the on the aw snap page i yeah. kind of like that one yeah yeah i i don't know if i'm answering your question dan but i got i know we're getting tight on on time by the way we could expound on this topic absolutely I, I feel like we kind of are but there's plenty more <laughs> under the hood so so we should figure that out but like I got two book recommendations uh, to bundle into the um, the mascot conversation. One is Sapiens by uh, Yuval Harari, uh, and it's about the history of Homo sapiens uh, all the way up to the modern time. But like, it goes back. The early history is what's what was most fascinating to me. Where like, what made Homo sapiens different is that we were better fabulists. We were better at gossiping and making up stories and making up myths and telling stories so i thought that was really interesting because i think the mascot is kind of tapping into some deep for sure primal action and then uh the other book to recommend is uh moonwalking with einstein which i think that one in particular is probably worth another show because uh, it's about uh, memory palaces and uh method of loci and how if you train yourself to come up with really vivid imagery to remember things uh, particularly if the imagery is lewd or funny, it's going to stick in your brain. And then if you put that into a place, uh, our brains are very, uh, very adept at capturing rich visual imagery and then putting it into uh, a physical location in our memory. Like we can, this is how pe the, the guy who wrote uh, Moonwalking with Einstein, Josh Furr, uh, he wound up winning the U.S. memory, uh, like it was experiential journalism. And then by virtue of practicing and becoming a mental athlete, he wound up winning the U.S. championship, and it's all using these tactics. Mm. So, like, I do think, and that's very relevant to learning, and I think it's, it's at least loosely relevant to uh, mascots where, like, they're frequently, like, rich visual cues, and then they're doing these sort of, sort of farcical, over-the-top behaviors that make them so vivid to us. They're kind of like clowns, uh, except less creepy. Although in the case, yeah. in the case of Gritty, 
he sort of crossed over to the other side. He is, he is, yeah, he is clontastic. But, but, but if you're working on your memory skills and you're trying to, trying to, you know, figure out some more images and characters to, to fill your memory palace, you gotta, you gotta tap into a little bit of gritty. And, uh, and then it turns out to get good at memory, you also gotta be gritty. Okay, peace. I'm out. That might be all I had. I want to say something about clowns. Please. <laughs> a clown is like a mascot. Yes. So, coolrophobia. Is that clown phobia? That's the fear of clowns. What, how do you spell that? C-O-U-L-C-O-U-L-R-O. Okay, coolro. Phobia. I like the cool row. Yeah, it's, it's some, it's some, there's some Greek action. I like it. Um, it makes me go like this. <laughs> go like this is hard for our listeners to see. Exactly. Uh, I've I've read uh, I've like a low grade fear of clowns. It's not really a fear of clowns. It's just sure. like I just question someone's life choices. <laughs> and and not like if it, all of our clowns are listening to us, like I, I still love you. But let's like, get them on the show. Let's yeah. say if you want to defend clowndom, right? But like you could, if you want to be a performer of some kind, even of the street kind, yeah, you could be like, I'm gonna learn to juggle. Sure. Or like I'm just gonna wear makeup and right. be a clown. Right. So um, anyway. Uh, I, I read, this is like back to like the how this is sort of deep coded. Um, some, I'm not sure that we know why people are afraid of clowns, but mm -hmm. one of the theories is that um, parents tell children to like stay away from strangers, don't trust strangers. Mm -hmm. And then the strangest person they've ever seen, the mm -hmm. parent is like, hey, go get a, a balloon animal from this guy. And like the incongruity there between the parent who, you know, at that age is right. um, like the, the child has not learned the concept of sort of the, the, the fallibility of their parents as right. humans. But, right. you know, that they're, they're so um, uh, directive about this one thing. And then it's so completely the opposite that that's hard for people to square. Yeah. So I, I think that like the, the getting into our psyches through mascots, et cetera, like that, there is, that is, that is real. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think, I think we, we may have stretched a little, but yeah. uh, that's, there's some real stuff there. Absolutely. And then even like, you know, makeup is kind of like a mask anyway, you know, and like, and uh, interestingly uh, went to college in uh, Sarasota, Florida, the home of the world-renowned Ringling Clown College. Mm. So, uh, is that where you thought you were going to go, and then you showed up <laughs> at New College? You're like, oh, oh, snap! I should have gotten a double major because I think I have some natural uh, affinity. But like, but it is a, uh, it is interesting where like how much art is in mascotting, which we didn't even get into that angle. Like, how do you train up your mascots to be good, and then, uh, you know. I have seen more com comedic takes on mascot school, but there's got to be a little bit of that, right? Like I there's, mean, there's what's okay, what's not. Yeah, there, I mean, you talked about the Disney model, but even further, the, 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 a lot of mascots I knew were actors or, or, or gymnasts, wait, one wait, or the other. Like, wait, so. Hang on. How many mascots do you know? <laughs> I know a few. <laughs> Most of the thousands of mascots that I know. Doing college radio, you get to know people. Yes. And you get to know yes. uh, those who are going into that field. I do want to leave it on this. Brandon, what's your favorite mascot? Uh, if Mike or you have one, let me, I, I would like to think about this. Because this is, I, this I, is for, okay. it, for the record, this is like for my posterity. Yeah. Um, post posterity. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you have do you have one off the top, Mike? My favorite uh, growing up was the gorilla from the Phoenix Suns. Okay, um, I don't good. remember his yeah. name, but that, that's a that that's a slam dunking gorilla. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Right? So yeah, and I'm a I'm an older cat, uh, but uh, but I kind of go back to the the granddaddy, the grand Pooba, the San Diego chicken, like mm. the San Diego, the original, 
the progenitor, if you will, of next level 20, 20th century uh, mascotting. Uh, he was it. But now I don't even know if they, do they even have a chicken out there anymore. I don't think so. It's oh. possible, but, but I, the I pastor? And oh, they, yeah, they do, don't they? They have, like I think they have, they have a fryer. They do the race, I think, with the, the, the friars. Yeah. The chicken might be in the Hall of Fame, though, too, because the chicken was like, he was, he was where, where it was at. Whether he's still there, I don't know. He's cer- certainly in the mascot Hall of Fame, right? Mm. Yeah, so we've been vamping. Here, yeah, I think I'm going to be just on, I'm just going to disappoint y'all, but let me just take you on a quick, please quick, uh, extend the end of this year. So I grew up in Cleveland. And in Cleveland, my teams were yes. the Cleveland Indians. Yes, there's a lot to talk about there. We won't talk about all of it, but their mascot today eventually got, ended up going with this slider. Okay, but not so different from Chief Wahoo, who is the logo. That's the logo. Their mascot, like the guy who would run around the field, yes. guy or gal, yes. was uh, Slider, which is a pitch also in baseball, but that was his name. Okay. And he was not that dissimilar actually from Gritty in his like sort of craziness he was purple and yellow because this was i think he was debuted in the 90s like when those colors were real big (laughs) sure purple yellow and pink maybe maybe it was pink and yellow interesting yeah he had like he had like a a proboscis sure he's Uh, not around anymore uh he might be okay Uh, i don't live in cleveland anymore so i don't i don't hang with slider but kind of like muppety right muppety yeah yeah and then the browns who didn't really have i mean that that was like yeah they're almost they're mascotless yeah yeah uh, and then the Cavs, the Cavs introduced Moondog. Okay. Moondog, he, he liked the gorilla, would, would, would dunk a basketball every now and then. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I would pass on Moondog. Did Moondog dress like a dog? Oh, yeah. Moondog, okay. Moondog was like a straight-up dog. Okay. I mean, it was a human. Right. Um, so I think that if I had to answer, I, I do like the presidents uh, oh, yes. know, at Nationals Park. I think if yes. I had to say today – uh, final answer. My right. answer would be the presidents um, with the big heads and the race at, and the race yeah, um, at, at Nationals Park. I think that's fun. I, I think um, you know. Again, we talked about sort of uh, having children access that. Like the fact that you're going in Washington, which right. is a place where you should learn a thing about presidents, um, and you have these presidents who are running around. Yeah, and they're not. I think they're not all like they're not all like the Mount Rushmore presidents. Like no. Calvin Coolidge is there. Ta- or whatever. Taft, I Taft. think. Isn't Taft always, always Taft won like once, right? Yeah, it's Teddy yep. Roosevelt that always loses, I think, right? Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, uh, they, they, I think that that's cool that they both look cool. And I think um, they, they're, that's right on the nose, on the big presidential nose yeah. of, uh, of education. And edutainment, yeah. So Slider is still around and uh, the San Diego Chicken and its inhabitant, Ted Gionolalis, who was the original and only San Diego chicken uh, uh, mascot, uh, retired two years ago. 2016, huh. he uh, walked off into the sunset after 40 years Wow! as a San Diego chicken. So, and, but yeah, not he was the, no spring chicken at the end of that. But he's not in the hall yet. I, I, I got to wait five years. Yeah. I mean, right? After retirement, that's first, how it works. First ballot. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Fun conversation here on Trending and Education. If you want more of it, find us on Twitter and let us know at Trending and Ed. Also, let us know uh, what mascot would live here on Trending and Education. What represents uh, this podcast uh, in uh, mascot form? Love to hear from you on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Uh, And check us out on Podbean, on iTunes, on Stitcher. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating as well. Thanks so much for listening. We're back with more soon on Trending and Education.